0: I mean, it's just a hard-working town. You know, no matter what, we're going to rebuild and we're going to be good. And so right now, the city is in a good place. It's it's rebuilding again from the ashes. You know, it's just a beautiful town.
1: From EXPD, a lifestyle magazine and podcast bringing you the best of what Detroit has to offer. I'm your host, Lou Goldhaber, and on today's episode, we're recording from the Downtown Boxing Gym. Super excited to talk to Coach Callie Sweeney, founder and CEO of the Downtown Boxing Gym Youth Program. Morning, sir. Good morning. All right. Super excited. First of all, thank you for doing this. I know taking time out of your day um, is, you know, a big ask, so thank you for being here with us this morning. No problem. All right. I want to start at the very beginning. Let, let's go back um, and tell us about just the mission of the gym. Many of our audience members might not know what the boxing gym is all about. So, what are you doing here?
0: Um, what we're doing here, we're trying to fill in the gaps to um a system that needs some support and help from from the outside. I mean, you know, um financial reasons for whatever the reason may be that you know the school system needs some help and so we want to fill in those gaps and help these kids be successful get them access to the resources that they don't necessarily have access to um some individual um tutoring so we have one-on-one tutoring one-on-one math intervention and stuff like that you know um different uh, enrichment programming going on here so
1: okay and what, what type of kids does the program attract how how do these kids find this place it's
0: a wide diverse uh, group of people that we that we serve Uh, we have kids from all over the metro area who come down here and um you know interact with one other one another and um so it's just a good group of kids
1: so do the schools recommend these kids they apply and how do how do do, if i was a a young detroit youth how would i get into this program so
0: the program is primarily just word of mouth it's just been word of mouth the whole time throughout the whole process it's been word of mouth and um and it's been, I guess it's been a good word because we got over 1,300 kids on a waiting list to get in here.
1: Holy cow. 1,300 kids. How many kids are you actually serving in the program?
0: Right now, 177.
1: And what's the age range? How young From are you? From 8 to
0: 18. And so the biggest concern with our waiting list is that, you know, we don't want to just fill the program up and we don't have the resources to to facilitate those kids. So what we're trying to do is get the right staff in, in place and that costs money and that, you know, yeah, we gotta do it. We gotta do a, a lot of talent search to find the right people. Yeah, to bet. make sure that the kids don't fall through the cracks.
1: Absolutely, and, I, and I'm sure it probably you know it stinks to turn kids away. I mean, you probably would take every single one of those. I would.
0: Yeah, I get, I get, I get uh, fussed at all the time because I'm like, get everybody, bring them all in. That's what I want to do because you want to give them a safe place to be. The, like our program has been like a, a safe haven for kids in the community. So.
1: So let's talk about your background, where you grew up, you know, how this came to be. I mean, I I think the audience would just love to hear your story.
0: Well, for me, it was like I've seen, you know, what it's like not to have a safe place to go. I've seen what it's like not to have um, all the support that you need to be successful. I actually myself personally went through Detroit Public School, like to the day that I walked out of there, like I never learned how to read or write and I was going getting passed from grade to grade and I still see kids getting passed from grade to grade. I see guys right now who are in 11th, 12th grade who are reading at a 3rd grade level. That's that's unacceptable because somewhere down the line somebody should have recognized that. You know what I mean? So with me it was just always no support. It was always um send you home, you disruptive, send you home. Nobody identified the problem or tried or even really cared. And I see that right now today so many kids that you know they send them home or they Or they label them as the bad kid, but you don't understand that these guys are deflecting because they have a true problem. And they don't know how to ask you. They don't know how to come to you because I didn't know how to come to people. All I was told my whole life was you're going to be dead in jail before you're 21.
1: So you were kind of like living this story before this? Yeah, I was already living
0: it. Yeah, I was living it before then. And so, you know, uh, I ended up, you know, joining the gang because I ended up dropping out of school because it was like I got a report card that had good grades on it. I'm like, how do I have good grades and I don't even know who the teacher is? I don't even know this guy. I'm like, I don't even know you, man. I try to dodge your class every day because. You know it's embarrassing, and so once I saw the report card with the good grades, I was like, "This is it. They set me up for failure. I might as well just leave." And so, you know, we—I see a lot of young guys say that right now too. The same thing that I say, that I said. And so I left school and uh, ended up joining the wrong crowd of guys and spent a lo- large portion of my, of my life doing the wrong thing.
1: So you're, you're you're you leave school. You're done with school. You're out out in the world trying to figure it out. Obviously, someone or some way, you know, in your story. Gave you the idea to kind of start this whole program. I mean, how did, how did that happen?
0: The, the program was like, it was already, it was something that was necessary. It was something that was needed. You know what I mean? After so long, you see what's needed, you know? So for me, I was, a I was like out on my front porch one day with a whole group of guys and my older brother, he stopped by and, um, when he stopped by, he just was looking around. He's like, dude, there's no resources in your neighborhood. There's no resources in your community at all whatsoever. It's nothing around you but death and destruction. He's like, man, you need to get out of your neighborhood and look at the rest of the world because the rest of the world don't live like this. He said it's nothing but destruction in your neighborhood. You need to get out of this neighborhood and see what the rest of the world looked like. And I was like, bro, go back to wherever you're from. And he was like, no, dude, you need to find out that this is not the way the rest of the world lives. You do know that. And I was like, I don't. This is my reality. What are you talking about?
1: Right. So what point did it click?
0: It was, the, it was almost like the next day later, I went home and I was sitting on my front porch and I just started looking around. And I just, you know, just thinking about who all that I knew just died. And I was I'm just looking at it and I was thinking about who all just went to jail. And I was like looking up or down the street. And I was like, what do I actually want to do with my life? And then I was like, man... I want to learn how to read. I said, cause that's the only thing I could think of. I want to learn how to read. I started thinking about Jackie Chan. I'm like Jackie Chan, you know, they asked Jackie Chan. They said, man, you know, you made $50 million. He said, I made $50 million every movie. and you know? then he was like, well, what would make you happy? And he said, if, if I knew how to read. And so I'm like, man, Jackie Chan didn't know how to read. He's like, yeah, it was always practice Kung Fu and, and, and work in the field he said man I want to be the leading man I don't want to be the laughing he said I don't want to be the the comic relief I want to be the leading man like Humphrey Bogart and so I remembered that and so that's what I love that
1: story so obviously you didn't just jump into having this amazing facility with all these kids so where did the tie happen
0: so the 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 tie happened with me I said okay now I got to make some self-changes so as much as I was dedicating myself to being an idiot because somebody uh somebody told me that's what I was going to be and I and I you know, they, they created a narrative that I followed and told me that I was going to be there in jail. So that's clearly where I was headed. And I was like, well, let me change the narrative. I say, so if I do want to learn how to read, I got to start taking the necessary steps. So I start trying to read anything I can get my hand on to try to find anything educational. Then I went, uh, uh put myself, put myself back and assign myself. I mean, enrolled myself in a school. And from there I was like, okay, now since I dedicated myself to, to bettering myself, what's the next step? I'll say, let's, Find a, 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 a legal uh, employment, and from that point on, I said, "Now that I have this in me, I got to start telling it to everybody." So I started trying to spread this good news of, you know, you can be, re, re, you know, rehabilitated. You can be redeemed. You can, you can change the narrative. And I started trying to say it. when I was like, "All oh, my friends were too old. It had already got stuck in their head."
1: And that's what the idea of going to kids. I
0: said, "Now this is the wrong audience. The audience is to get to them before that happens." I need to talk to the young people before it gets stuck in their head, because right now I sound like a crazy man talking to guys who are already grown. So to see these guys, I'm like, I'm talking to guys on a basketball court trying to talk to these guys. They full of bullet holes and, and, and staple marks. And I'm like, they're not trying to hear what I'm saying.
1: So how long did that take for you to make that realization?
0: Um, After about a year trying to spread uh, spread the word of redemption. And I, then it, it fell on me. that, that I thought about it. I said, this is, the wrong, this is the wrong audience. I need to be talking to the youth before they get to that point, before it be ingrained in them, before it becomes just embedded.
1: Yeah, like a systemic thing that can't change. Yeah, so. So let's talk about the program for a second. So now you get to this point where this is an academic program. People might hear the name and go, oh, yeah, it's a boxing gym. They're teaching these kids how to, how to box. Really not the truth at all. This is a books before boxing type of program. So. Talk to me about how boxing interweaves is it, you know the discipline of it. I mean what, what's that all about? Well,
0: I'm, I'm I'm famous for saying, you know, you can find out more about a person in an hour of play than a lifetime of questioning. Um, this is that hour of play. This is that one moment in the day where I can get these guys attention when I showed them the discipline of boxing, and showed them the um, the benefits of living a healthy lifestyle and you know to to, to be able to connect and through sport. We connect them through sport and and and, and they guards are down. And they listening and they f- totally focused. Now I can give you some life lessons at the same time. I can tell you, here, you can translate this discipline and move that over into life. Because the same way that you're competing right now, you're going to be c- c- competing against guys for jobs. You're going to be competing against other people. You know what I mean? And I can just show you the discipline and the focus that it takes. To, to compete in boxing, first of all, you have to be one of the most focused people in the world. It's the, the name of the sport is not even boxing. The name of the sport is pugilism, which means the sweet science. That's not even the name of the sport. It's not boxing. That means you have to be super smart to do this. You have to contain your emotions. You have to be focused through whatever adversities. You have to be focused and disciplined. You have to, to push yourself to an uncomfortable place.
1: So it was like the perfect metaphor to teach about life. Yeah, about life. Yeah, yeah.
0: you know, because when in, 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 in boxing, there's nobody else in the ring but you. And then life is pretty much like that in some circumstances. You have to really dig down deep to get yourself out of these situations and, and to to overcome a lot of different things. So boxing is a good, you know, metaphor.
1: So they come in, all these kids are different ages. They have different circumstances. Do you have like a, all right, I break them down. That's what I I know what I do. I break them down, build them up. I mean, is it like a no, program or no, is every kid no, is a unique? No. Every,
0: everybody is different. Everybody is different here that comes here. Everybody comes with, you know, some kids come from a middle class environment. Some kids come from uh, some poor environments. Some kids come from good homes where everything is, you know, the ideal life. And some people come from some real hard situations. And so the the interaction between the two is like, uh, you know, it's 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 a person per person way that i i reach out to people you know i just give my testimony best the way i do you know what i mean so
1: so so it's really customized to the kids yeah, it's, it's, customized not, it's not like the they kid. go through the program and they come out on the other side and they're
0: no i don't i don't believe in that breaking the kid down type stuff i don't believe in all that type of stuff i believe in uplifting them find out you know you, you people say uh, this kid is a bad kid i don't see a bad kid i just see a kid that you haven't listened to
1: so proof's in the pudding I mean, these the, the numbers, I mean, I look at them on the paper and sometimes I just kind of do a double take. Since 2007, you've had 100% graduation rate. Yes, sir. I mean, like that's unbelievable. I mean, yes, sir. I think if you probably compared that to many programs around the country, I don't think there's probably many that could say 100% that go through the program graduate.
0: It's one of the things, it's that individual, it's that individual, uh, the ability to do the individual um, one-offs, to pull a kid to the side and, you know, get him the the reading intervention that he needs, you know what I mean? But that costs money, so... Of course, you know we're not doing any victory laps. We still need the the fund that, but the ability to pull a kid to the side and do reading intervention. You know, we take kids that the system has pretty much given up on, and given that specialized treatment that he needs. You know, math intervention. How can you how can you do calculus or algebra when you don't know basic math? So we have to take them kids all the way back to the basics and start off at the basics, and then work them that way. And we celebrate every success. You know, if you if you if you was a you had an F, now you have a D, man. Hey, it's time for a party. We got to celebrate that. Right? Yeah, That's progress, bro. That's progress, progress Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And so these kids, they confidence build. They confidence build, you know. You know, somebody say, oh, you just got a D, you know. Get back at the books. No, man, we finna celebrate that. You did something. And so now you got a C. And now you got your peers around you pushing you. So it's a lot of, you know, we push each other to be great.
1: I love that. I love that. So, you know, all these kids, they're from the Detroit metro area. You know, what? you're a native Detroiter. When I say Detroiter to you, like what comes to your to your mind? I mean, what describes this city? I
0: mean, it's just it's a hard working town. You know, no matter what we're gonna rebuild and we're gonna be good. And so right now the city is in a good place. It's it's rebuilding again from the ashes. You know, it's just it's a beautiful town.
1: So you've been around for some of these, I'll call it uh attempted rebirths over the last, you know, twenty, thirty years. Why do you think this one is different? Um
0: Everything is a is a process. Everything's a process. You know, you're going to make some you're going to make some errors. You're going to you're going to have some gains and stuff like that. It's all a part of the process, you know. Even even my life, my life started out horrible. You know what I mean? And I had some up moments and I had some down moments. That's just a part of building character to get to the final goal. I'm not I'm not even there yet, you know. So, it's just life, you know what I mean? The city is just in a in a process of becoming who it's going to be in the future. The future city of Detroit looking great right now to me. I, I I see it on the upswing as you know, you got the business community coming together, you got a lot of the old um stereotypes being broken, all of the a lot of the um bridges that were burn burned back in the days. These guys are built rebuilding new friendships and new um you know lines of communication and everybody focusing on what's positive and what's really important, which is the youth in the in the in the healthy city. I mean. I love being in Detroit right now. This is a great place to be right now.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and you and I talked about this, you know, in the past. But I know you spend a ton of time, obviously, here at the gym. But when you're not here, you're a lover of the parks. I mean, you're you're a guy like like the communal part of the city. I mean, are there certain parks that like waterfront areas that you're like I love going here?
0: I mean, no, it's like the little parks. It's like the little parks that 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 you know that I've seen that was sitting vacant for a long time. It's not the big parks, the ones that everybody see downtown. It's those little parks in the neighborhoods where. I know for a fact that you couldn't go back in the day, and now I look and I see little kids on that park playing diverse kids of different races just all running around in this park that I know maybe a few years back if you'd have stepped on that park, you probably would have got shot, and I see diverse group of kids running around playing now
1: is that the change in the city that you're most excited about
0: i love it i love I love seeing that type of stuff to see to see guys who you know you you had this this um you didn't even know why you didn't like them and you don't and they don't probably didn't know why they didn't like you but now to see these guys all interacting together and, and and moving about town together and and not even just moving but communicating with each other opening lines of communication now you know breaking down some of those old barriers that that held our state back and our city back for so long you know it's, this this is one michigan and this is what i believe in
1: so Based on the fact that the gym has done really well and gotten a lot of accolades and, and press, you get to meet people from all over the country and tell them about what you're doing here. What's what's been the response when you're you know meeting people in other cities and telling them about what's going on in Detroit? Are they like yeah whatever, or are they like oh my god I didn't know like this is like a surprise like what what are they responding with?
0: I mean you know um, guys hear you talk you know but they are, they have a vision or image of Detroit or or Michigan in general of of just being this rough rugged place where you might get killed and all that type of stuff so when you talk about the positive stuff and somebody try to bring up the negative i constantly bombard them with nothing but the positive things like oh have you been downtown what about this restaurant right here what about this you know what i mean and then they be like wow like you know what i mean some people be like yeah but and they'll walk away because they don't want to hear it but then other people they'll be like oh wow man i should come down and see you those those are the guys that we want to attract to the city
1: and has that been like over the last couple of years, there's less and less naysayers and more and more I call it interested people in what's happening.
0: I've seen more inter, inter, uh, people that's interested in the city right now. You know what I mean? Especially when you got people out here telling the the news about what's going on in the city. You just got to keep that positive stuff going. Let them know what's really going on, positive and and what's really happening at the time.
1: All right, so let, let's talk about the future, right? I know and I, I love this, but you're you're a global thinker. Like this is not like we're on Verner and we're just doing this one gym. Like you want to take over the world, basically. I do not want
0: to take over the world. Like
1: in a good way. Let's get
0: that straight. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am a global thinker. I, I, I want to see this happen globally because in this little microcosm right here that we have going on, you know, we have, you know, diverse group of kids that's all like they feel like one big family. It's like the United Nations of boxing. That's what I call it a, a, of education, of, of a community center. And I, and I love being here to see all these guys at a young age interacting. And so I, I definitely want to reach out to different pl- places around the country and around the world. And just take this message and spread it, that unity, man. It's just one family. I don't like I, I see us all as one big family.
1: So obviously the gym doesn't become what it became, you know, has become now without the support of many, many people. You know, business leaders, philanthropic leaders, uh, just people in the neighborhood who are volunteering their time. That's gotta feel really good as just kind of the founder of this place and know that you have all these supporters behind you. It's,
0: it's it's a great feeling to know that you know we all believe in the same thing that the youth are important and the youth are our future. You know these guys are the future business leaders, the future CEOs of companies, and and you know the community is going to back that because they it's community buy in. You know we can't have a we, what are we building? The, what are we building a new Detroit for? The youth, but you know we just want to make lead a place better than when we came into it. That's how I want to do. It. I want to leave something better than when I came up.
1: So. I think that's a perfect like. If I could, you know, summarize like the last line that sums it up, like that's it. Like we all want to make the city better and make it better for the next generation. I'm like you, my kids. I want to leave it better than you know when I found it. And I think the work you're doing here is a is a great start to getting there.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't do it, but I couldn't do it without the help of the community. Um, it's the parents who trust me with their kids. It's the the business owners who who support us financially and and through their um, employees. And it's the other. Just volunteers and teachers and stuff who, and the and the professionals who take lower pay to come down here and do what they believe in because we have guys here who have multiple degrees and could be off, you know, living these fabulous lives and these great jobs. But instead, they believe in a cause which is the youth and 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 giving these guys the tools they need to be successful. And so, I commend those guys. There's no award or accolade that you can give me. It's it's, it's this is a team effort. This is for our community. This is for you know, our family, our global family.
1: Well, Coach, it's been such a pleasure to sit down with you. I would encourage anybody who's listening who hasn't been here to come down and check it out. I mean, it's incredible to see what you guys are doing with the, with these kids. It's, it's just an amazing thing. So thank you for everything you're doing. Oh,
0: Thank you, and thank you, uh, Michigan.
1: For more information on all the impactful things the Downtown Boxing Gym is doing right here in Detroit, go check them out at downtownyouthboxing.org. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the EXPDET podcast. Please make sure to write us a review and send us some comments and feedback. If you want to read more about the amazing people shaping this great city, check us out at expdet.com, or you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook.